Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? There you are, welcome along, it's Friday's episode, uh, we're recording this on Thursday late afternoon, because obviously Friday is the 75th anniversary of VE Day, and we'll mm. both be attending lockdown street parties on our doorsteps, because mm. I think that's what's going to happen. Across the nation. I might go down to Dover. I've been oh. thinking if if you if you drive somewhere, will yeah. the old Bill stop you if you're yeah. on a motorway and say where are you going? Yeah, yeah, guaranteed to happen because it's got to be an essential journey. Nigel Farage went down to Dover the other day to watch some immigrants coming in on boats, yeah. and then the police knocked on his door the day after because he put a video yeah. out of something. And the police knocked on his door and said that wasn't actually a necessity journey, was it? So. Well, don't it depends do, what you mean by necessary, officer. Yes, I, I personally think it's extremely necessary to keep an eye on the immigrant centre in our country. I counted 17 immigrants land on our shores when I was there yesterday. If you extrapolate that across 24 hours of every day, I think you'll find that's 400 people coming in every day, which makes 2 well, million every year. And, and soon, officer, you're, you will no longer have this job, and your job will be taken by a Romanian. Is that what you want? Do you want Romanian police officers? Of I mean, course if, you do not. If he's doing anything at Dorset, Dover, rather, he should have been chucking them in the back of a transit van they had to do some fruit picking because nobody wants to do that, do they? No, no. All the fruit's going to die on the vine because nobody wants to do that. that. Oh, we've got jobs. But, you know, there's fruit picking jobs for everyone, apparently. Yeah. But I don't know. I can't be arsed. I mean, my, my attitude is... Fuck listen, it. yeah. Like, if... <laughs> Listen, if you're that desperate for a bowl of fucking strawberries, mate, go out and pick them yourself. Hmm. Are you not? Are you not desperate for a bowl of strawberries? No, I'm not Is that what you're saying? For them. I've got lots of tin. The moment I get in. desperate, I will go out and get some. And you'll go and pick some forage, yeah. like a caveman. I'll go and do some foraging, like yeah. or like you know Hugh Fernley with Whittenstall. Yeah. Well, Farage's excuse apparently for going to, to, to Dover to have a look at this this thing was said that he's a broadcaster. Or a oh. journalist or something like that, because oh, he's got an hour. Him, he's got an hour on LBC a couple LBC, of times a week. So he, he feels compelled to investigate yeah. things constantly. Yeah, fuck off. To he's enable another, him to you know, field we, the fucking calls of morons and lunatics. We were talking about um, David Ike being a grifter on the Melchester episode yesterday, and yeah. there's Farage. He's just another fucking prime example of your yeah, archetypal just grifter. exposure, publicity, yeah. money. Yeah, nothing to do with the issues he talks about. Piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, whereas we just um, we'll just sit here and say anything. We don't even yeah, care. Exactly. We haven't even got an agenda, have we? We'll just say anything just to Not fill really, the time. No. And hope the people will give us money for it. Yeah, exactly. At least we're open about our agenda. At least, at least we're not pretending it's anything more noble than it is. Some episodes, I slow down the the speed by ten percent to make the episode last longer. Yeah, 
just so we can, you know, get our a lot of time filled, get on with our day. Yeah, they don't know that. Um, People don't notice. The podding authorities come down quite hard on you mm. if you don't deliver the allotted time. Yeah, Adam Buxton, the porno yeah. lads, and uh, lads, yeah. the, the other one, <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, yeah, he's the big one. He's the big boss. Actually, good tip, if you want to listen to a podcast such as this one, uh, or even Athletic Omens, perhaps at half speed, it sounds as though the participants are very, very drunk, and it gives mm. it an added entertainment level. Give it a go. So, yeah, why not? Um, oh, yeah, shout out to um, top leading, one of the, the country's leading hunters, Tommy Stewart, who's been doing yeah. some really funny Sky Sports parody videos. Yeah. Have you seen them? We've retweeted a couple of them, haven't we? Yeah, and if we have it, then we will because um, they're funny. He's a talented comic actor, a, isn't he? He is. He's a good lad, Tommy. He is. He's a star. Um, well, I knew he's a good lad, but I didn't know that he. Um, I didn't know that he had that um, acting capabilities that, that he's a, been demonstrating that was under his bushel that he hadn't revealed to you. Yeah, I'm just going to retweet um, one of his latest ones. If you haven't seen him, he basically infiltrates those the Zoom banter <laughs> forums that all the Sky, Sky News. <laughs> just, seen, um, just seen a couple of seconds. Yeah, his new one. <laughs> he, he infiltrates the Sky Sports um, uh, banter fests that they have between, like you know, <laughs> Dave Jones, Carragher, Neville, the football and show. It, he replaces one of the frames with himself and interacts yeah. with them, uh, and it's fucking funny. But what I love about it is is that he perfectly skews the faux matiness that they all fucking adopt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really good. I've just retweeted the new one. Yeah. Uh, what so else is that. going on? Um, we've got... Uh, are we due for an update on Nelson? How's his tail? Oh, God, Nelson. Sorry, should have not mentioned that. Well, after I finish doing this, there, I will be taking him to the vet yet again. No. I'm fucking bound to get COVID from being back and forth to this vet non-stop. Do they look um, after bats there as well? Is, I think so, yeah. I, I heard some... Because what happens is you knock on the door and they come to the door and you just leave the box with the cat in it sort cat. of lying on the doorstep. <laughs> Go, fucking take cat that and you. fix it. There's a cat in there. What's in the box? Fucking cat. Cat. <laughs> fix it up and give us a buzz when it's done. We call him Nelson. You call him what you want. Call him what you want. He doesn't fucking know he's a cat. Um, and I wait in my car outside, and then they come back. And mm. um, when I when they come back, I go back to the door, and very often I hear sort of some flapping noises <laughs> and shrieking out the back, and I can't quite see. And I go, "What, what you got out there?" And they start Fuck acting off. all furtive. They go, oh, no, "Don't worry about that. Just some other animals that we're fixing up." Yeah, Pigeons. and I go, "Hell yeah! What sort of animals? <laughs> ah, you know the usual weasels." <laughs> and a couple of otters a lot of wildlife this time of year spring yeah and go well why, why can I hear wings they sound like bats wings to me well no bat no we don't have any bats here <laughs> don't worry about it no but I just saw a fucking bats wing no no it's not a bats wing that's a uh, that's a racing pigeon someone dropped round <laughs> top racing pigeon they've got big fucking wings a lot of people do say they look a bit like bats but it's not a bat <laughs> fucking bats Anyway, so I drop him off. They uh, they go, right, we're going to have a look at his wound, see if it's healing. Mm. And they put uh, 
they bandage his tail back up and put a new cone on him. I get they say he should be ready to have his stitches at the end of the week. I take him home. That night I stayed up a bit late. My wife went to bed early, so I was up on my own. I thought I'll, I'll squeeze in one hour of FIFA career mode. Manager. Before bed, manager yeah. mode. So I've recently taken over at Lazio. Right. Oh, nice. So I'm having a go at that, and Nelson has woken up and has gone into a frenzy whereby he's trying to groom himself. But I've, I've explained this before. He can't lick his body, so he no. licks the cone. He's licking the cone. Ah, lick, he thinks lick, it'll get lick, and it makes through this, the corn onto it's the body. It's sort of like a, a rhythmic... Oh, it's a horrible scraping noise in rhythm. Mm. And it f- makes you feel like you're in like a David Lynch film or something. <laughs> <laughs> in the background the whole time. And I'm like, stop fucking licking your cone, you lunatic. And he gets faster and faster. He's going madder and madder. Then somehow he has managed to turn around and start licking at his tail, stretching what? his head out of the cone. And I thought, this is no good. And I can see... He's, uh, oh no, that was it. Yeah, the bandage, as you saw that day, he'd mm. removed the bandage. So we thought his tail had come off. Mm. Um, and he's licking at the wound and it's getting pretty bad. And so I call up the, this is the night by now. It's like it's like midnight. Night and vet. I call, I call up the emergency night vet. Hi, night vet. Sounds like one of those. <laughs> Sounds like, what's our mate, the uh, the television producer from the 80s who made all the... Glenn A. Larson. Glenn A. Larson, yeah. Glenn A. Larson's <laughs> Night Vet. <laughs> uh, so I called up Night Vet and I said that he's fucking licking at his wound and, it's get, and it looks fucking really bad. Yeah. And uh, so I had to take photos of it, email to the vet. The vet examines the photos, gets back to me. Says, right, you've got to get... By this stage, oh, yeah, by this stage as well, he'd gone in such frenzy, he'd managed to remove the cone. Another cone. Fucking right, third time got I off. thought he was on a dog corn by this point. I was... Yeah, a massive, gigantic cone. He'd somehow got off. He needs a corn on the tail as well. as well. He's licking his fucking tail like a maniac. And I call the vet back. I go, look, I really don't want to come in because it's the middle of the night and I can't be asked. So, but... What, you I got really... a problem with the night vet? <laughs> yeah. Come on in, fella. Time to see the night vet. I'm here all night. So, <laughs> you so, like whiskey? They go. You, the, the nurse calls me and says, "You got to bandage it yourself. You got any bandages?" I was like, "Oh <laughs> fucking hell! I'll look maybe." So she gives me a fucking tutorial. It was like when mm. you see in a film an amateur having to land a plane while yeah, he's talking through it on the on the radio. And was it was Nelson like pliable? Was he letting you bandage no, his tail? He fucking saw what I was up to. He ran, he hid under a table and carried on licking it out. It's like the middle of the night. I am on my belly, fucking crawling under this small <clears> gap he's got into with a I couldn't find a bandage. I had this sort of gauze right? <laughs> a I had gauze and I thought I'll fucking wrap this around its tail. Right. And then I'll stick it with a plaster. <laughs> and I start trying to do that. The cunt's bitten me. Oh, which no. I didn't really blame him for. He's not a biter. Yeah. But the thing is, he's in a lot of pain. And suddenly yeah, I'm chasing exactly. him under a table yeah. at one in the morning with some gauze and a plaster. And so he bit me. And I just thought, I can't fucking do this. So I grabbed the, I grabbed him and I, shoved the co- I managed to shove the comb back on his head. Mm. And then I just thought, fuck it, I'm going to bed. Mm. The next day we had to take him back to the vet again. By this date, now he's just legendary at the vets. When you call up, they go like this. Oh, Nelson. 
What's he done now? Had taken back again, bandaged up again. So far, so good. Two days without removing anything. This afternoon, I find out. And the other thing I'm going to find out is all these back and forths that we've been doing. Mm. What are they going to... Have they been totting up a bill as we went along? I bet they have. Well, if they have, I'm going to fucking dispute it. No, I'm going to dispute it. I'm going to go, look, you can't just fucking announce an arbitrary bit of money at the end for all these different things. You've got to tell us each time before we come in. I thought this was all part of the service. I thought we'd got a package service. Mm. You're going to need to ask them, aren't you? Well. <laughs> I mean, between that Nelson and Pancho, my lockdown, which a couple of weeks ago I was fucking loving because I was just like, it's so relaxing. I've got so much time on my hands. I'm so relaxed every day. Just exercise, yeah. have something to eat, do a bit of podcasting. So nice, play a bit of FIFA. Fucking hell, I've got Pancho using me as his personal internet shopper, right? Yeah. And I've got fucking Nelson, who's got me going back and forth to the vet like a fucking cunt. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's just getting stressful, mate. I've got the too many ever, people. I've got too many dependents. I mean, you know, we, we caught up on the Pancho thing on yesterday's Melchester episode, so not everybody will have heard that, but um, it's becoming... Quite a problem. thing now, isn't it? I mean, he's, got you know, me- he's got me running around buying clothes for him online because he can't obviously get out to the shops. And it all started with a Game Boy a couple of months ago before lockdown. He found some old Game Boy games in a box and he claimed that I'd given them to him in the 90s. And therefore, he seemed to think I was responsible for sourcing a vintage <laughs> first generation Game Boy with which to play them. And I could not yeah. fucking convince him to just buy a new Game Boy. That as mm. you buy a new game, but it's got like 400 games preloaded onto it. Uh, now he wanted one to play these vintage games. So it was a fucking pain in the ass. I'm running around. In the end, I find one on eBay, buy it for him. To my fucking surprise, it works. He puts the games in. He's been happily playing these old 1990s, I mean, early 90s games on them. The big tragedy um, in all this, of course, is that the Game Boy doesn't have the internet on it. If it did... He'd be sorted. Well, I'm starting to think he doesn't want the internet because he doesn't have it. He claims to have never been on it in his life, which I can believe. And he, um, and it's you know, he's discovered now that if he rings me up, I will buy something for him on the He'll internet. He'll source stuff from the to internet to order. Yeah, I will have it delivered to his house, and he drops the cash round at my mum's house. And mm-hmm. it's a fucking elaborate process, and it's one I wish I wasn't obs- uh, uh, involved with. And the other thing is, is that, you know, at a time like this, Pancho is a vulnerable person. I'm happy to help out, but I envisage me helping out vulnerable people by going out and buying them essentials. Some eggs. Leaving eggs. some eggs on their doorstep. Toiletries. From the shop. Yeah. Yeast. Medication. You're not getting yeast but anywhere. He's go- he had me getting a Game Boy. Then he had me getting... Um, what was it? I think it was like a Fred Perry shirt. I mean, not a cheap shirt, right? <laughs> and and a couple of other T-shirts. And then, now, the latest thing is he wants me to get him a load of VHSs. He's, yeah. he's got a VHS recorder, as he calls it, a video recorder, he calls yeah. it. And he wants, and he's managed to get a copy of Terminator off of a friend who he says is called Barry Davis. And now he, <laughs> he's got a list of other films that he needs me to source for him online. And it's like, I feel like saying, Pancho, this is the last time because I haven't got time to keep doing this shopping stuff. However, there is one advantage to it in that I see it as saving because I'm buying it on a card on Amazon mm. or whatever. Yeah. And then he drops the cash in an envelope 
round at my mum's. Well, mm-hmm. I can't go round and get that from my mum's. Oh, you're not picking the cash up, so you're going to so get a nice bonus at the end of the this lockdown. The cash is stacking up, right? Yeah, it's like a saving scheme. Jalapeño. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Jalapeño. And, yeah. right, so once a week, me and Len get the personal trainer who I usually see, who's like a mate now, yeah. I get him to do a FaceTime training session. So we're in the garden, right, yeah. with some of our – we've got a bit of kit and stuff, and yeah. we put him on the iPad, and he does a thing for like – it's mainly for Len, right? But it's like a bit of football training, a bit of fitness well, training. He got a medicine ball. You got one of them big medicine nah, balls. Nah, we've got. I tell you what, That'd we've got good. that. I'm really pleased with. We've got a number of different things, but the best one is this: the ladder that you lay out on the floor. Have you ever oh, seen yeah. one of those? Yeah, it's like a rope style ladder. You lay it on the floor, and it's for yeah. agility. Which, as you know, because my What's nickname to do is. What's with it? Hopscotch. Sort yeah, of thing. sort of hopscotch. Boxers use it a lot, and footballers use it for like fast right. footwork. So you have these different things, yeah. but you can also do like a press-up thing where you do a press-up with a hand in two squares and then you sort of jump onto the right. next two squares with your arms and you go yeah. all the way along and back. So there's a number of things you can do with it. It's quite good fun. Um, and, uh, you know, like I say, agility is something that I value a lot because I'm nifty. You're, I'm, you're nifty, yeah. I have to stay nifty because if yeah. not, I can't really justify the nickname. So I have yeah. to do a lot of nifty training. yeah. Imagine uh, if but, you get to an age where you're sluggish and someone sees you in the street and says, there's Nifty. Fucking doesn't fucking look very Nifty you know, anymore, does like it? fucking Nifty anymore. How the Nifty right. have fallen. Yeah. So I'm terrified of that day coming, mm. right? Um, but it's quite good because that guy, Jordan, he is charging me money that he says I can give him in cash once isolation's over. Right. And I'm like, yeah. no fucking problem. I've got the Panchel fund round at my mum's, haven't I? Of you have. Could take it straight so, out of that. Excellent, excellent thing. So it's Did quite good you, logistics, um, actually, isn't it? It's not bad are logistics. You, are you still on the Joe Wicks train? Uh, once in a while. I'm trying to mix it up. So I might yeah. do Joe Wicks like maybe once a week. I might do it like tomorrow because I've been doing yeah. different things. Running, Sometimes run in the morning. Last night I went running in the evening as the sun was beginning to right. go down up yeah. in Richmond Park with my mate, and it was fucking sensational. I saw a yeah. stag. Did you? Yeah. See any bats? I didn't see a bat, but I did see a heron on a right. little island in the middle of a large pond. And okay. um, I went to my mate. He went, look at that heron. And I went, yeah. I said, have you noticed the birds have been more active recently? And he said, what do you mean? And I said, they've been on manoeuvres, haven't they? And he went, well, yeah, I like to see them making the most of of like the nature and the world yeah. around them while the humans are not about. They're making the most of it. And I said, yeah, well, I said, I think they've got to be planning something, haven't they? And he went, what, what, what do you mean? They're, they're planning something. They've seen we're vulnerable. 
I said, you hear them singing, talking to each other non-stop. They're out mm. and about the whole time. They're planning something. They're going to take back control. Yeah. And he didn't say anything in response. He just went quiet. And I said to him, but I'll tell you this, if they do, if they come for us and they come for me and they want to pet my eyes out and do me over, uh, I'll cool. say, do you know what I'll say? Fair enough, mate. It's you your world. Down and comply. Yeah. We're ru- we ruined it. Mm-hmm. Your turn to take it back. We were You're running as I explained all of this, right? Yeah. And he just, you know, I've known this lad since I was 11 years old. He went quiet. And that's when yeah, I thought to myself, I have to stop talking like I'm doing top flight <laughs> time <laughs> machine, but at all times and in real yeah. life. Yeah. Because it's starting to weird people out. Yeah. That'll happen. Definitely. But in lockdown, the only lengthy conversations I have are with you on here. Yeah. So it's almost like it's the only way I can now talk or think. Yeah, like, you know, you can't the, now go out and run with your mate and speak anymore. And you speak normally. And he just seemed weirded out. He just changed the subject. Mm. And then, like, uh, on the group chat with my family, like a big group chat with all the family, a couple of them in asking after Nelson. Mm. And they were going, oh, he's a strange cat. And I said, which is true, I said, well, well, you know, he's always been very anxious. I said, in fact, when he was younger, the... The vet even prescribed him, convinced me to pay quite a lot of money for some cat Valium for him yeah, because they said okay. he had acute cat anxiety, right? Yeah. And, uh, oh, I've never seen a case like it. There's only one <laughs> thing for it. Cat Valium. Cat Valium. 900 they sold, quid. They sold me cat Valium and <laughs> a cat plug-in cat pheromone thing, right? Ah, Diffuser, yeah, yeah. right? That they it said was also works. to... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a monkey. Now stick it in the fucking wall and watch him chill the fuck out. TTFN, dickhead. I remember going home, my mum was there, and she was, like, looking after my daughter, who was then very young, while I was at the vet. And I come back, she goes, what did the vet say? And I went, well, apparently he's got acute anxiety. And she went, oh, yeah. And I said, but they sold me um, these pills, which are basically cat Valium, and this plug-in, which emits special cat pheromones, which are relaxing. And I remember my mum holding my daughter and looking at this stuff in my hands and it was like Jack and the Beanstalk. She went, how much they charge you for that? And I said, so like, I don't know, you know, it's quite expensive. It's a few hundred quid. And I thought she was going to go, well, it's for the best because, you know, you do love the cat and it's a shame. She just went, you stupid cunt. <laughs> and then pissed herself laughing. And she still brings it up now, all the time. Remember when you got fucking flogged that cat and the plug, right? And it made no difference to him. But I said on this group chat, yeah, I got sold cat Valium ages ago. I said, but it didn't do much good. In fact, I just took most of it myself. You have to fucking, for a fully grown human, you have to like fucking shovel fistfuls of the shit in your mouth to feel any effect whatsoever. Well, I was only mucking about, although... I didn't take the cat valium, but I had considered taking the cat valium because mm, I thought, too well, expensive. what harm could it do? Do you know I what I mean? I think we both, we both, I mean, our, our, our kids are still children, technically. And I think mm. we both need to look to your mum as our guiding light as a parent for when yeah. they're older. But I do I think, sometimes we shouldn't, talk to we shouldn't, my kids we shouldn't like shy that. away. We shouldn't shy away from telling our kids they're stupid cunts. Yeah, I mean, that's because my mum used to talk to us like that when we were kids. And I, so sometimes I do that to my kids and they're so fucking, they're outraged and indignant. Sometimes they hit me if I talk to them like that. It's a wolf generation, isn't it? Yeah. 
And like they go, Oi, you can't talk to us like that. I mean, I won't mm. call them the C word, but I'll no, go, not yet. When they're I'll older. go, Oh, you fucking idiot, or something mm. like that. And yeah. they'll go mad at me about it. Yeah. Different so, times, isn't it? Yeah. And they don't actually believe me. And I said, Well, that's how my mum used to speak to me because, of course, they put their grandparents on a pedestal, don't they? Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. We were, we were having a conversation I do a V-pub thing with my mate on a Friday night we have some mm. beers and we do a Zoom thing and we were talking about the usual topic of uh, shredded porn mags in bushes mm. which we all experienced when we were younger we wondered course, if they're still yeah. a thing do, yeah. do we have any knowledge are they still a thing does that still Can't happen be. now now Why? that we've got the internet yeah. exactly the internet's there why would two questions though one who was leaving the shredded porn mags in bushes all around the country Kids, when we were younger. We used to think it was old men, but I think the truth was was that what you had was kids would find, like, the weird thing was dads were really into porno mags back in yeah. those days, which is very strange. Not I old think. dads. No, but there was <laughs> most, always dads. dads. And I think what happened was the kids found their dad's stash, ran right out of the, the house, bushes, went looking at them wild in mm. the bushes and mm. then shat themselves about them being discovered so they just dumped them. But they were always ripped up, though. Were they ripping well, them up to share them with each other? Here's a page for you. Here's go, a page for you. Right, once I've had my way, I don't want any other... Like, you'd sort of start to think of the girl as your girlfriend. Yeah. And then you wouldn't want any other man using Not sharing her with anyone else. Yeah, yeah, so you'd tear it up so she couldn't be shared. Right. That's what it is. Because we came to the conclusion that it's almost like a folk tradition and the older generation passed it on to the younger one by doing this so that we said that it was now our time to go off into the bushes in parks with porn mags and leave them for the younger generation In a way we should. In a way we should, yeah. Is but, that a good know, thing we should the, do? No, but listen, I mean, kids nowadays, the stuff they see online, right? They On their phones, at, on their the, telephones. Yeah, the sort of things that they see, right? they would look at the sort of stuff that we were used to seeing in those magazines, which, mm. by comparison, were so, like... They yeah, were almost stuff. Yeah, just be like a, a lady lying on her side. Yeah. May, maybe sometimes with a bit of a silk-draped, kind yeah. of enigmatically over part of her body, and mm. she'd be looking off into middle distance. It was all quite coy, by comparison. Now, I mean, God almighty. I mean, I dread to think. I don't look at this stuff, but... I'm, you just imagine how bad can, it must be. I can, I can fucking imagine. Um, they'd what be like, what it's, my mate said that he had, a, he had, when he was at school, one of the lads at school had a porn mag, and what he did was he took all the pages out individually and laminated them, and he would hire them out for two nights at a time. Yeah, that's a very good idea. <laughs> for like a quid a, a quid a go. Like hiring out VHS videos, but you had to bring them back afterwards. I had a mate who was, um, who used to sort of have a reputation for being able to like almost sniff it out if we were passing a bush or a bin <laughs> like you'd be walking along the street and walk past some bins and he'd go hang on a minute stop and he'd double back and almost sniff the air like a Native American on the trail and then he'd go over and kick a bin and, and there almost be... always a load of mags wow. would fall out he just knew We're, I mean I hell. almost thought he'd planted them on purpose to try and impress us with his hunting skills the porn whisperer yeah, and then at university, someone as a prank because I think someone's parents or girlfriends were visiting this house we had covered the entire kitchen in pornography, like stuck it oh. all over the fridge, 
all over oh. the walls, everywhere. Oh. And then it was myself and four other blokes in this house, and it never got taken down. That's horrible, oh. isn't it? That's very grim. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, if you had to do cooking or anything, there was just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just there. <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Yeah, you just got used to it, sort of thing. <laughs> it got desensitised. Morning, love. It became, it became, as the current phrase is, the new normal. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Porno kitchen was the new normal. Terrifying times. Yes, yeah, the new normal, you see. Nothing I can do about it. Can't take them yeah. down. Sorry about the kitchen, Mum. It's the new normal. Everyone will be doing it soon. We're the next generation of great minds. <laughs> Have we got any... Um, Letters or anything from the uh, the email that's coming. Let's have, have a little look, anything? shall we? What I will say, if you're not yet on the IFS Platinum level, you should be. Uh, that's where you'll get your Melchester exclusively from now on. But starting this Sunday, we're going to be doing one of our bi-monthly Top Flight Tune Machine episodes. Oh, yeah. Where we look great. back at a random week, Top 40, from the mists of time. Mm. And we're going to bang that out on five o'clock Sunday evening, just when the charts used to be on. Don't know if they still are, but there you go. Yeah, but yeah, think of us as uh, Bruno Brooks and for the, for the younger listeners, Mark Goodyear, who I believe did it lastly. Yeah. Anyway, Will Munton sent us an email. Apologies for emailing it on consecutive days. Krampus yesterday. Well, don't worry about that. I haven't read the other one. Uh, but today, a pupil at the school I work in asked to speak to me about something he'd done. Sir, may I speak to you about something I've done? <laughs> or was it like this? <laughs> Sir, may I speak with you? What's it about, boy? It's about <clears throat> something I've done. Mm. Very well, then. See me afterwards. It says he looked worried and he went on to tell me that he'd dug a hole big enough for him to hide in. He was surprised with my ecstatic reaction and promised that any holes he digs in future, he'll tell me about before filling them back in. <laughs> Would you forgive me for feeling as though Sir John Cosmos is at work here? Cheers, Will. Well, uh, this is there's a lot to unpick here, because yeah, what's the mentality of the boy? How old is he? I'm assuming he's very young. So he, May I speak with you about something, something I've done? done? And you're like, hmm, this sounds bad. All right, uh, see me afterwards. Now, what is it, boy? Whatever it is, I want you to know that you can tell me anything. You have complete trust here, and <laughs> however bad it may seem to you, I will. I promise to help you find a way out of it. Well, you see, sir, I, I dug a hole. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> and it's big enough for me to hide in, sir. <laughs> and? Well, that's it. Well, my dear boy, what have you got to be ashamed of? This is cause for celebration, <laughs> not dismay. A hole that you can be big enough to hide in? What a wonderful day, a wonderful rites of passage. Um, will, will you promise me one thing, my lad? Yes, sir, anything. In future, if you dig any further holes, do you promise to alert me to the holes before you fill them back in? <laughs> of course, sir. You see, I do Good. so adore holes. <laughs> I think I look more than a very well-constructed hole. <laughs> I mean, um, so so he thinks the job... He Go thinks on. Sir John Cosmos is at work. Yeah, holes are everywhere, Maybe. Though, aren't they? Diggins everywhere. Holes really. are everywhere, yeah. and you know. Me, uh, my son was watching a YouTube clip of some Bondi Beach documentary yesterday. It was kind of like yeah. uh, lifeguard documentary thing, and there was two kids from New Zealand who dug a hole uh, yeah. big enough for one of them to stand in, so it was kind of like six foot deep. And the the lifeguard just went over and went, uh, "You're gonna fucking die, mate." 
the walls of the hole's going to collapse and you're going to be dead. Get, <laughs> how are you going to get out of the hole? And he's like, uh, I don't know. I hadn't thought of that. So they had to lift this prick out of this hole and then fill it in. So this is the dangers of hole digging. If you're on the beach, the walls can easily cave in. You're gone. Yeah. Well, you know me. I've never really been a big beach digger. I'm you need more to reinforce a, your hole wall, don't you? If you're gonna my favourite place hole. for digging is in amongst bushes or yeah. just municipal ground. Just some lake digging. Yeah. Yeah, I just think they're great places because you never know what you're going to find. Yeah. Excavating, really, isn't it? More than sort of tunnelling. It's excavating, yeah. yeah. You've got to be careful, like I've said before, about finding dry dog shits and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, uh, but that you never know. It comes with the territory, doesn't it? Around one corner, it might be dry dog shit. Around the next, it might be a Finder's Lean Cuisine. You yeah. just never know what you're going to find. And, and that is what one of the beauties of it. And that's where we'll leave it. That's something for you to yeah. do on VE Day, perhaps, if you're not having a street party. Uh, dig yeah. for victory if you like dig for victory dickheads yeah. uh, see ya see ya bye bye When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.